That single event helped shape my relationship with my mother. She blamed herself for my fall, and she shuddered at the thought of how easily things could have turned out differently. From that moment on, she never let me out of her sight. We became inseparable. She was my protector, my guardian. On my second birthday, my mom had another baby, my little brother Mike. We were very close. Maybe it was because we shared the same birthday. Maybe it was just that my mom spent almost all of her time with us. Regardless, we were very close. My dad, on the other hand, was my hero. While in law school, he worked full-time as a janitor. During the day, his face was buried in law books. At night, he would sweep, mop, scrub, paint, and haul trash. Personal exercise was his only leisure activity, and there was nothing leisurely in his approach to working out. He was a fitness fanatic. He passed his energy on to me at a young age. By age two, I could do ten push-ups. At age three, I was up to twenty push-ups, and I could dribble an adult-sized basketball. If there is such a thing as an athleticism gene, I got mine from grit. Although my dad never pushed me to play sports, he did a lot to encourage me. My first toy was a miniature plastic football. Dad put my left hand behind my back and placed the football in my right hand. Then he took a few steps back and extended his hands. I switched the ball to my left hand and threw it. He put the ball back in my right hand, and I switched it again. We repeated this routine again, and again, and again. Finally, Dad gave up. I was a lefty. Oddly, I shot baskets and played guitar with my right hand, and I kicked with my right foot. But when it came to everything else, I was a lefty. I don't remember much prior to my seventh birthday, but I remember turning seven. My brother Mike turned five on the same day. His birthday party was held in the backyard while mine went on in the front yard. At one point, Dad had all of our friends gather in the backyard while he tossed tennis balls, high pops, over the house from the front yard. Every time someone caught one, my dad gave out a quarter. When the game was over, Dad whistled, and we ran to the front yard. Every kid in the neighborhood knew my dad's whistle. My siblings and I would be outside playing with our friends, and dad would step outside the house and whistle. I'd turn to my friends and say, Gotta go, time for dinner. It was a regular occurrence. One of my birthday presents that year was a left-handed baseball mitt. The following spring, I joined my first team, a Little League baseball club. Dad was working as a labor lawyer in the Salt Lake City offices of Anaconda Company, one of the biggest copper mining outfits in the world. Mom and Dad had a third child by this point, my sister Melissa. We lived on Lone Peak Drive in the Cottonwood section of Salt Lake City. I shared a room with Mike. Our neighborhood was filled with families like ours, young and Mormon. My elementary school was a few houses down, so was the baseball diamond. It was an idyllic place. I liked school, but I didn't like being away from Mom and my little brother and sister. For the first few weeks, Mom walked me to school each morning. Then she stayed with me in the classroom. To avoid embarrassment, we told my classmates that she was the class mother. That way kids wouldn't make fun of me. Eventually, my second grade teacher made me class president, and something about the responsibility of leading my second grade class enabled me to become more independent. At that point, Mom started dropping me off at the front door, and I could get by without her during the school day. Nighttime was another story. 
I could not go to sleep if Mom and Dad were not home. One afternoon, Dad picked me up early from school and told me he was taking Mike, Melissa, and me to spend the night at my aunt's house. Dad had plans to bring Mom along on an overnight business trip. When I got in the back seat of the car, Big Girls Don't Cry was playing on the radio. Forget that, I told myself. Big boys do cry. I cried all the way to my aunt's house. I loved my aunt, but I didn't want to be away from home. It was a brutal two days. I cried the entire time, prompting my parents to cut their trip short and return home. A year later, Mike got tonsillitis and had to have his tonsils removed. The doctor suggested to my mother that, out of convenience, I should get mine removed at the same time, even though my tonsils were healthy. Deathly afraid of being away from home, I was more worried about the overnight stay at the hospital than the...